Hello and welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm super excited for another edition of Conversations with Interracial Couples. Today I'm sitting down with Caitlin and Kelvin, who have known each other for nearly 14 years. They met at church and were great friends for many years. About seven years ago, they developed feelings for each other. When Caitlin's family found out, they were forced to break up due to the fact that Kelvin was of a different race. About three years ago, they reconnected and decided to get married. While facing a lot of racial opposition, they got married about a year ago. They consider themselves best friends and this journey to get here has been difficult but so worth it thank you guys so much for sitting down with me today how are you guys doing of course we're doing great doing well thank you for having us well i am so excited to tell your story so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourselves and your family we are just approaching our one year wedding anniversary it'll be august 23rd excited about that we actually have a little getaway book a little airbnb so we're excited about that i said it's pretty much just us and our dog nala and our couple fish and hundreds of plant babies that is one of our awesome i can't keep plants alive so good (laughs) that's actually a hobby we picked up here with covid going on so just something that we've just enjoyed doing it's gardening and some different stuff like that. So. so good. So good. I'd love to hear the story about how you guys first met. And I guess it's a very long story, but how you guys fell in love. Sure. We met at church. Both of our families were very involved in the kids' ministries. We spent a lot of time serving together in ministry. And we were just great friends for a very, very long time. And then about seven years ago, as you had mentioned, we just had feelings for each other. Then when my when my parents found out they were not happy about that so then we broke up for a time yeah so what happened in that period of time so during that period of time like it wasn't just a, a, a y'all have broken up it was no communication no talking block each other you know social media it was really hard because the church and the pastors at the church were kind of supporting our family and making sure we weren't in any type of contact, weren't seeing each other, nothing. So at the time, she still lived at home, so it was kind of hard to disobey, you know, your parents when you're under their roof. But it was a really hard time, I think, for both of us. You know, I leaned on my friends a lot, things like that, you know, because not only was I going through that, but a year previous to us being split up, uh, my mom had passed away. So my family was still kind of going through some of that, so they weren't really there on an emotional level for me, but luckily I had a lot of friends to kind of help me get through that. And like I said, to my surprise, I actually started working at that church. To my surprise, she had reconnected with me. She'd moved out on her own and she reconnected with me. And, you know, I just thought, and I think she thought the same thing. It was just going to be just, you know, just kind of a conversation. But the second we saw each other, just, you know, those sparks just happened again. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so the second time now that you were on your own, were your parents more understanding or did you still have to kind of go behind their back? Unfortunately, they were not understanding. I'd hoped a few years later be different, but they were not. They were very, very against it. Even up until when we got married, they were absolutely against it and said they would never bless our marriage. They didn't agree with us being together. So it was definitely very difficult. Do they ever say why, like the, what the driving force behind their objections are? From my point of view, because I even met with her dad a few times. Each time we met, it was something different. 
So it was, he would never come out and say what the real reason was. It was always a different reason each time. And then even when he had private conversations with me, it was, he, a lot of times he would reference the scripture verse about being unequally yoked and how when you're of a different race, that means you're unequally yoked. However, that's not how I believe the scripture is to be taken. Yeah, that's really interesting. So did you have any experiences with racism while you were engaged or, I mean, did anybody else respond the way your parents did or was it just kind of? I guess me growing up, I experienced it a lot. So a lot of times I know what's going on and I try to just stay focused. And I said, it's just always been weird to me because like when you see my family get together, we are just a big melting pot. We have Puerto Rican and Cuban and black and white. I mean, it's just, you're like, wait, all y'all are family? I mean, because I'm all different races and colors. So it's always been hard for me to understand it. But like I said, we've always gotten, even to this day, we still get different looks. And you can tell the people like, why is, and not even so much on one race or another, but like, I'll get looks, why is he with her? And why is she with him? Just looks like that, you know, they shouldn't be together and things like that. Yeah. So your family was fine with everything, kind of blessed the marriage. So was that helpful to you, Caitlin, to have that kind of support coming from his family? Absolutely. His family, even the second they met me or we were engaged, even they just absolutely welcomed me into the family with loving arms. I'm very close with his family and I have just an amazing relationship with his family. So how do your parents respond to you now? Are they supportive or are they understanding? I mean, they can see now that you love each other. I think it's gotten a lot easier now that we're married because one thing I will say about her parents is they are very firm in what they believe biblically. So I know that they believe once you're married, you're married for life. So I think that kind of helps. Um, it has gotten easier. Like, you know, we go over there for Father's Day and Mother's Day. And I do see more of an effort of, okay, y'all are married. You know, even her father now introduces me as his son-in-law. Yeah, it took a while for us to get there, but it has, you know, gotten better. And I think we're still working on certain things. Do they have open discussions about it now? Like I know, for example, when I got married to my husband, my parents were super against the marriage as well. But then once we sealed the deal and started giving them grandkids and things like that, we laugh about it and they talk about, oh, you were still in college, you didn't have a job. You know, they kind of, we, we laugh and joke about some of what their concerns were. So I just wonder if you've gotten to that place or think that maybe you'll get to that place in the future. Unfortunately, we're not really to that place yet. We've only been married for almost a year now. So it's, I think it's still um, difficult for them to fully accept it. But I hope, you know, as we just keep showing them love and that we have no hard feelings against them, even though it was very painful for me to go through that, there's still my family and I do love them. I want to make sure that our relationship grows and gets better. So I'm hoping through prayer and continuing to love them that we will get to a even better place. And I even think, like you said, once you have kids, I think that changes a little bit. You know, sometimes those conversations may come up once kids are involved. And I've seen, you know, the sad things I've seen this with, like I said, my family being so 
mixed. I've seen, you know, my uncle went through it with his wife. He married someone of a different race and her family was not accepting at all. But once kids were involved, I saw those conversations come up and now they went on a family vacation last year and her dad's telling my uncle, you have to be there, you know, the whole family. So I think once kids are involved and like Caitlin said, the longer we've been married, maybe those conversations will come up and things like that. Yeah, well, I think that's a beautiful attitude, both of you, commendable to you know, stick with it and not have hard feelings. I think that's really a great attitude and way to kind of change the tide. What about as a young married couple, besides your families, what has been kind of the general response of your friends, other members of that church? Well, the thing about it is even the second time around, the church really didn't handle things well. I said her parents actually went in and met with the pastors and tried to make a big deal about it again. I eventually left my position there and went to a different job. We've actually left the church. And we have a lot. We've both been there. She's been there her whole life. I was there for a while. So we have a lot of good friends who supported us that still go to that church, who were like, we support you. We're always here for you. In fact, one of the pastors at that church, who his daughter married someone of a different race, he was actually the one that married us. And he, even though some of the people in the church, whether it was trustees and pastors, didn't agree with our relationship, from day one, he's always he was always there supporting us. So, I mean, we do have friends that go there. And like I said, we lost some friends who you think were your friends, but then true colors come out when these situations come up. Some that we just now consider they must not have been our close friends. It's been hard, you know, adjusting to that, losing some friends, but we've gained a lot more. We've found a new church, which we love, and it's been amazing. For me, I had moved away, a little bit away, so I wasn't super involved with the church anymore because I was going to a church in Tampa. A lot of my friends that I had gained in the new area that I was living was very, very supportive. I had a lot of friends of different races, so I had a really great support system in the friends that I had around me, which I was very thankful for. Yeah, that's great. So on a more personal level, what kinds of challenges has it created within your marriage to have so many differing opinions of what you guys are doing? I think we said it earlier, like we always try to take the higher road and it's been tough. There have been times where we're like, you know what, should we quickly cut this friend off and talk to him? Or, you know, do we take the higher road? And there have been discussions that we've had about that where we both have different opinions on how to deal with certain people or certain situations. I think the biggest thing has been just really communicating and being honest, but also just praying together about the situation. A lot of times in those situations, we won't make a decision right away. We take time to really pray on it and think about it. And we've had numerous different situations in our marriage where we've talked about something, went kind of on with the normal, you know, activities for the day or whatever, but been praying about it. And then we both come back to each other. And we're like, you know what? We need to be the bigger person. God's got us. I think just having that mindset has been crucial. And especially when we came across that through the whole planning of, you know, a wedding, how involved is certain family members going to be? Which friends do we want to invite? Which friends do we just say, no, just forget it. So, I mean, uh, even during that whole wedding planning process, it was difficult at times. Yeah. Well, I think that your attitude and your approach to all of this is going to be so inspiring to people who are having any types of challenges, regardless of the nature of them. So what differences have you guys faced in your marriage because of your differences in upbringing? I mean, you were brought up in the same church, but probably you had different customs or different traditions and things. How have you kind of navigated that early in your marriage? My family, we are very, I would say passionate. <laughs> we are very 
loud. And I think that's one of the biggest things is sometimes like when I'm talking or even I'm explaining something, she's like, why are you screaming? Why are you so loud? And I'm like, I'm not loud. She goes, yes, you are. And it's not out of anger or anything. It's just, that's how we are. Like when we start getting passionate, our voice just gets louder, you know? And that's something that we've had to deal with. She's like, can you please stop screaming at me? Can you talk to me regularly? And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, different things like that. And even on the part of like, all right, for Thanksgiving, we used to do, we do this, you know, for Christmas. Oh, we open up on Christmas Eve. Well, we open up on Christmas Day, just trying to, you know, go through those things, like little things that you don't realize once you're married, you're like, well, we got to figure this out. It's even funner with kids, I'll tell you. <laughs> we always jokingly call it our cultural differences. So if one of us does something and the other one's like, what are you doing? We're like, oh, it's a cultural difference. I feel like we both come from very different upbringings, of course. We want to be able to embrace both of our cultures, per se. We like to joke about it and kind of learn about each other's upbringings in order to meld them together into our future family. And it's, and it's been interesting because for me, like I said, you know, my mom was Black. My dad was Black. I mean, my mom had me when she was 17. But my parents were never married. So when I was two, my mom married my stepdad, who's always been a big factor in my life. He's Puerto Rican. So on my side of the family, I have Puerto Rican cultures and these Black cultures. So it's like, oh, we do it this way. She's like, what? Why, do you, why is it? That? Well, because this is how we're supposed to be done. Even like certain ways, like we clean, like I do it one way. She's like, why don't we do it this way? Well, this is how it's supposed to be done. She goes, no, it's supposed to be done this way. So it's like even being brought up in different cultures is still a lot of cultural differences that we work through. And like I said, we make the best of them. We laugh about it and we joke about it. Yeah, that's fun. Those are always good stories to tell the kids later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said that you bring humor into it, the way you discuss these cultural differences. But when it like comes down to brass tack, adamant about one way and she's adamant about another, like how do you guys discuss it and come to an agreement? We try to find a middle ground, you know? So like with cleaning, we would be like, all right, hey, let's straighten the room or do the kitchen. So I'd be doing it one way, she'd do it one way. Like, no, 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 no. So with cleaning, it's kind of, I know it sounds kind of like you have kids, but it's like, all right, I'll clean, you know, one bathroom, you clean the other bathroom. I mean, as long as they both get done, we just have different ways of doing it. You know, even with cooking, sometimes we enjoy cooking together, but at times I'll make something. She's like, no, we do it this way. You know, make a comment, who's cooking, you know, just to laugh about it or like, you know, we're not on a cooking show where you're judging my cooking. We'll just try to make jokes about it and, you know, do it that way. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so I know this is looking into the future, but what do you hope that your kids will remember about their mom and dad and your relationship? So I didn't really have many um, examples of healthy marriages growing up. I didn't really see what a healthy marriage looked like. And growing up, I always thought, I don't want to get married if this is what marriage is like. As I grew up, I learned that that wasn't maybe the best, maybe there's other ways of having a marriage. I really want my kids to look at our marriage and say, I want a marriage like mom and dad have. I want to be the kind of wife that mom is or the kind of husband that dad is, you know? And I really just want to be great examples for our children, our grandchildren, and that's something that can have a lasting impact generations and generations. So that, that's my goal. And for me, 
it's, and this is another one of those where we had opposites. I grew up, you know, my grandparents, they've been married over 60 years. My other grandparents, they were married 50 something years when my grandpa passed away. My mom and stepdad were married 25 years before my mom passed away. And my dad and stepmom have been married over 20 something years. So I've grown up with long lasting marriages. We may have our differences. We may fight. We may have disagreements, but no matter what, if you love that person, you work through it. And that's kind of what I want my kids to know, that if you love somebody, no matter what comes against you, no matter what, you fight through it, no matter what that difference is, you work through it with love, and love conquers all. And I've always looked up to my grandparents and parents, and I'm like, man, I want to be 60 years old, sitting on the couch, arguing about a TV show. <laughs> but you know, deep down, that that's just, they love each other. They've had their differences and battles, but love is what has always kept them together. That's amazing. How do you think you've learned to have such a great perspective on opposition? Because you've done something pretty radical. I mean, going against your families and those types of things, and you're strong and you have a great attitude. How do you think you learned how to do that? For me, like I said, it's back to my parents. I mean, I consider my mom one of the strongest women I You know, I mean, she, from the time I was a junior in high school to everything, she battled cancer on and off for 11 years and just kept fighting, you know. And she always, you know, told me, these are small things. Just keep fighting. Keep going through it. If it's something you're passionate about, keep fighting. So, I mean, between my family being, and Caitlin can attest to this, my family is very passionate. And no matter what comes against us, we fight through it. So I think for me, that's where I got my fight from. It's something that I believe in and I want. No matter what comes against you, just keep fighting. I think for me, he's more of a fighter. I'm more of a lover. So (laughs) for me, I I loved him and I knew that I wanted to be with him. And I also loved my family, anyone that was in opposition. So I think it, I think it was a combination of my tend to be a little bit of the more loving, his, the more, the fighting for whatever you're passionate about and we just share those with each other. Sometimes he encourages me to fight more or I encourage him to be more gentle and more loving. And I think that it's taken the balance of both of those things to be where we are. I love it. Okay. So I've asked all my couples the same question. When all is said and done, what do you want people to think about when they think about your marriage and the legacy you will leave? I said love conquers all. I mean, if you truly love that individual, you fight for it no matter what, you know, no matter who comes against you, no matter what comes against you, no matter what the circumstance is, you truly love that person, fight for that person. In life, not everyone is going to agree with you. Not everyone's going to like you. But at the end of the day, you have to be true to who you are and you know your heart better than anybody. And I think you just have to make sure that you're following God's plan for your life also, not what someone else thinks God's plan is for your life. Like he said, if you if you truly love someone, you have to fight for that love. And some people have to fight for that love harder than others. I think sometimes people aren't as vocal about fighting for their love. Hopefully these conversations you're having with you know different interracial couples are an encouragement to someone who's going through something like that because it's definitely very very difficult sometimes but at the end of the day it's worth it so I just hope to you know for people to remember that at the end of the day we love each other and that's what matters 
Oh, I love it. Caitlin and Kelvin, this has been a beautiful conversation. I think it will be a blessing to so many lives. Let the viewers or listeners know where they can connect with you if they want to continue the conversation or if they have questions about their own relationships. Where can you be found? They can reach out to us on our social media accounts. My Facebook username is Caitlin Amanda Belser and my Instagram is Caitlin Amanda BE. Or they can send us an email at kelvin.caitlinbelser at gmail.com. We definitely couldn't be here without a lot of support. So we're happy to, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to us, we would love to connect with them. And I said, if they want to reach out for a guy's perspective, my Instagram and Twitter are KD Belser. Um, you can find me on there. And like I said, reach out. I mean, having people who've been through it can always help you and guide you and give you some advice. That's for me. This has been amazing, you guys. Thank you so, so, so much. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Bye. Bye bye.